Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm your host, Howard Bender. Uh, with me tonight, of course, John Impemba, managing editor of Fantasy Alarm. Uh, as we go through the rest of the uh, the Sunday slate here, uh, right now it is post Seattle Seahawks victory over the Arizona Cardinals. John, any uh, any any major thoughts out of the uh, Thursday night game? Uh, not major thoughts. I mean, it was actually a pretty good Thursday night game. Feels like it's been a while since we've had one of those. Yes, it's definitely been a little while since we've had one of those. It's a rarity. It's a rarity. Um, well, Seattle covers the three-point spread. I love that. It game goes on the under. It was uh, 57 at, at kickoff. So uh, 28-21, the final score, 49. Sorry, guys. Um, all right. Well, John and I are going to take you rest of the way through week 11. We're going to start it off with the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Minus 10 and a half in this game. You know, John, I, I just I hate laying double digit points in the NFL. I really do. Um, I feel like this is one of those games where I said I love the Steelers. The Steelers are going to remain undefeated. Uh, but, you know, the Steelers defense on the road is just not the same as what it is at home. Uh, and I kind of feel like we could get a sneaky backdoor cover here. I just don't see this being a blowout. Um so I'm going to actually take the Jags and the points. Yeah, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far. Pittsburgh, we thought, uh, you know, I don't think Jacksonville's that good, even with, with Luton there as the quarterback. Um, I'm, I'm still going to go with Pittsburgh minus 10 and a half. I mean, they're undefeated. I know they're not as good on the road typically, and they did almost blow that game too. Uh, Dallas a few weeks back, but I mean that offense under you know with Big Ben throwing the ball, all the receivers are healthy. I think it's just going to be too much for Jacksonville to consistently keep up with, um, given their defensive struggles. But is the Jags' defense worse than the uh, than the Cowboys' defense? I mean, they're not good. I don't. I I don't. I I'm not, not really, good. But you just said it right there. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to compare it like one-to-one in that sense. I mean, I think Pittsburgh is still good enough to outpace Jacksonville. I don't think Jacksonville's going to cause that many problems for Pittsburgh. You know, if anything, maybe that Dallas game was more of a wake-up call for them to not take uh, games lightly, you know, or teams lightly. So um, I'm going to go ahead and still take the Steelers here with a 10-and-a-half. I wasn't trying to bully you out of it. I like being up one nothing on you. <laughs> yeah. uh, Saints hosted the Falcons. Uh, Saints are laying four points in this game. Falcons just coming off the bye. Uh, you know, listen, I, I think the Saints are, are going through a little transition. I'm not going to say that Jameis Winston is going to be slinging the rock left and right. Uh, I, Atlanta's played New Orleans, you know, fairly well over the uh, over the course of the time. Uh, and yes, I know that, that Tampa Bay's offense didn't do anything against the New Orleans defense. I don't see it being the same way here. Coming off the bye week, I think Atlanta's good and going, good and ready to go. I think they cover this spread. Uh, whether they win or not is irrelevant to me. I think they can win it outright, but I mean, I'll still at least take the four points. So I, I like Atlanta here off the bye as well. Uh, I, I'm curious what's going on with Kamara now. Uh, two straight days, he's a non-participant of practice with a foot problem. Um you know, is is that something 
that has popped up that we're just not more aware of or maintenance or what's going on there. So if they're without Kamara and then they have Winston at quarterback, I mean, it definitely changed the dynamic of that offense. So um, I could see Atlanta coming off that by, uh, you know, being prepared there. So I'll take the points as well. All right. Uh, Philadelphia visiting the Browns. The line right now is at minus three. Uh, I'm just I'm in on the Browns, John. It's the all about the ground game for me. Chubb and Hunt, uh, just one two punch there. Uh, pass rush for Cleveland is rock solid against Philly. I'm I'm in on the Browns. Yeah, I'll, I mean, as much as it pains me because I, I I think Baker Mayfield is just an awful quarterback. You're right though, having the Chubb back. They had two 100 yard rushers uh, last week, uh, and this is another game. I don't know if you saw the weather. It's not supposed to be good. It's supposed to be rainy. It's supposed to be windy. So. Just playing right into the hands of the Browns' offensive style. Okay. All right. Damn, look at that. So I'm right on three of them, and you're right on two of them. Good job. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Ravens hosting the Titans. Minus five for the Ravens. Um, this line has gone down. I mean, it started off, I believe it started off at a, at a, at a seven. Now it's already down to a to a five, which surprises me a little bit. But, um, you know, listen, I, I've been plugging the Ravens the entire time uh, since I really broke down this matchup and looked at it. And you and I have talked about DFS lineups uh, where I'm in on the Ravens stack. I think the Ravens come back strong in this one. I know that the offense has looked extremely rough, but. I like it here. And, uh, you know, our, our, our friend Matt Sells threw down the stat that the uh, the Ravens get this uh, with Jim Harbaugh five and one against teams that beat them in in the preseason in, in the postseason the year before. When they face them the next year. How about that? How about that for an interesting stat? So it's it is an interesting stat, but here is the one thing that I am <laughs> wary of. It's the right? dumbest stat in the world. It's it's a stat that shouldn't be relevant, but hey, you know what? California core rookie quarterbacks are now one fourteen and one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well played, sir. You know, so in, so stats that don't mean anything continue to hold strong on this show. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know what, though? Here's my problem, Howard. And maybe it's just the weather, right? Maybe Baltimore just had no interest in being in the rain in New England last week. But New England ran all over their defense. And, you know, if you're avoiding that secondary that they have, and not that say their front seven's not weak by any sense, but Tennessee beat them because they like to run the football and they ran the football on them heavy in that playoff series. The Ravens' offense has looked like absolute trash. Mike Vrabel's a smart coach. I'm going to take the five points here. I think Baltimore could still maybe win, but it may be only a field goal game here. And I, and I, so I'm going to go ahead and take the plus five. All right. All right. Uh, Cincinnati visiting the Washington football team. Washington's a point and a half favorite in this one. Yeah, there's a lot going on with this game. Injury-wise, like T. Higgins is sick. I think there's something going on with Tyler Boyd right now. Uh, we're still not even close to sure if we're going to get Joe Mixon or Gio Bernard. So right off the bat there, there's a lot to uh, to kind of go against the Bengals. And I think that if uh, if those players are out, I'm uh, I'm out on them as well. I think that Washington has the ability to run the ball. They've got, you know, both Gibson and McKissick. They use heavily uh, in there. I think Alex Smith can beat the Bengals. So I'll lay the point and a half. 
Yeah, we've gone back and forth on this team a little because you're right. Obviously, the illness and everything there with Higgins. I didn't see the boy news. Um, I guess I I must have missed that if there was something going on with him there. Um, you know, Washington's defense, you know, in, in terms of DVOA, is ranked right up there among the best in, in football. But then last week I watched them get torched by Matt Stafford and a Lions offense, which I didn't think was very impressive. And, and DeAndre Swift ran all over them. And I know Mixon's not back, but, you know, those receivers there with Burrow throwing the football, if, if that defense has maybe been a little bit overrated, um, you know, I, I, I like what I've seen out of the bank, out of, you know, Burrow being a quarterback. So, um, if Higgins and Boyd and everybody there is full go, I'm, I'm probably going to go ahead and take Cincinnati. Um, if you know one of those guys are missing, both those guys are missing, I probably end up leaning uh, Washington with you. So I'm going to go with the Bengals contingent on uh, their roster being healthy going into this one. All right, Patriots Texans. Patriots uh, favored by two in this one. Uh, line's gone up uh, from a, from a point and a half. Uh, you know, I mean, with the way that the, the, the Patriots are running Damian Harris and Cam's rushing ability or the fact that he's, you know, he's running a little bit more. The fact that you got Burkhead. You say Burkhead, man, the wild card, really. Right. I mean, you can't ignore what's happening. And it's really it's turned into that kind of, a you know, a ground and pound type team, you know, and it's and it's it's working for them. And. You know, I, I think that that has the capability of beating Houston. Um, can the defense withstand the Houston offensive attack? I think it can. I don't know. Is Gilmore playing this week? Uh, I haven't seen whether or not. I thought he was going to play last week. And then because he was putting in some practices and then they ended up ruling him out. Could have been again. They just didn't want to risk tweaking something in the weather that was going on there. So um, I'm trying to pull up the uh, practice reports that we have over uh on fantasy line right now and see uh what the updated things are there on gilmore one second while this page loads um i just i just wouldn't mind i wouldn't mind gilmore kind of taking fuller out of the picture a little bit have to rely on cooks and Cobb being the guys you're certainly not going to rely on duke johnson because that dude sucks at football (laughs) yeah uh gilmore's continues to be a limited participant uh, in practice with that knee. I saw Duke Johnson with um with an injury designation here as well, at least when I was building out some uh some DFS lineups uh that he had a little tag next to him. It is I a didn't questionable realize that an illness. An injury. Uh, it was an illness, but he did return to practice in a limited fashion on Thursday. So uh I don't know. Some things are going around. He was sick apparently. Um uh, yeah he sucks at football Howard but I mean you know, you can run on the Patriots defense and, you know, he did have 14 carries uh, for 54 yards in the slop against Cleveland. So uh, as being the only back that they really have there, maybe potentially, but uh, I'm with you. That offensive line in Houston is not good. The Patriots pass rush has been a little bit better last week. Uh, we saw them get to Lamar a few times. So uh, I'm with the New England pick here as well. All right. Detroit visiting Carolina. There's a lot going on in this one for Carolina. Teddy Bridgewater is out. Uh, so it's going to be PJ Walker under center. Uh, that's going to be interesting. We're still waiting. You know, Matt Stafford dealing with the thumb, uh, the partially torn ligament that they say that he's going to try and play through. It looked good last week when they taped that up. I mean, he threw what, two more touchdowns after that. Yeah, you know, but I mean, is it is it really is it is it going to is is it not going to get worse by just trying to play through it like that? I find a 
I find the, the, the words partially torn uh, as, you know, like it's like a like a piece of rope that's starting to fray. So I kind of, you know, but I mean, it's like, you know, you got that. You've got Swift with the concussion. Marvin Jones is banged up as well. Kenny Galladay returned to practice. And then on Thursday, he didn't practice. So, you know, I, I don't know what's happening there. To be honest, I mean, even with P.J. Walker, I almost want to take Carolina with the points. I, I mean, I feel kind of weird about it, especially if Stafford does play through this injury. But, I mean, you're telling me carry on Johnson and uh, Adrian Peterson, maybe <laughs> Danny Amendola. You know, I mean, just, you know, it's just, it's not a good it's not a great group of guys here. So I'm I'm going to lean Panthers in the points with PJ Walker only because he's also, I mean, he was at, with that temple with Matt rule. So he knows the offense that uh, I also agree with, uh, you know, he was also, uh, you know, a star there in the XFL Howard. So, uh, uh, you know, I, w- I wouldn't say star. He led the league in passing touchdowns and passing yards in 2020. Was, would they play like three games? Uh, five games, fifteen touchdowns, four interceptions. It's not a star, my friend. It's not a star. I mean, in XFL terms, in XFL terms, fine. I'm even trying to agree with you, and you're mocking me, so that's fine. I I will take Carolina as well. Uh, with the MVP XFL quarterback and PJ copycat. Miami, Denver, go. Miami. Yeah, me too. Denver, Denver. Locke is playing injured. Uh, there was a hilarious quote today. They asked about Locke uh, and some of his mistakes that he's made this year. And he says, half the time when he releases the football, he immediately thinks, oh, no. So, like, what kind <laughs> of confidence are you, do you have there, Drew, uh, on your ability to read the defense? Miami's defense, you know, at least at times, has uh, caused some problems. You know, if there was anything going against Miami in this game, it's the fact that they're going to be in mile high. But uh, other than that, you know, I, I think if they're going to be playing against Nudrid Locke, who's been turning the ball over lately and playing a lot from behind, uh, I'm in on Miami here. Yeah, you know, I I don't like the three and a half. Like, I don't like that hook, especially when it is, you know, because I could see this being like a, a, you know, like a, like a 16-13 game, or I could see it being like a, you know, like a 14 to 12 sort of a situation where McManus is just kicking mad field goals the whole time. Like I feel that that's just what makes me nervous just because it is mile high and Denver is one of those teams that does play well at home. But I mean, I, I really, I can't go against what Miami is building with right now. And while, you know, this might be unnerving for Tua to, you know, play, I think this is probably his first game in this kind of altitude, right? I would probably assume so. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know whether they played in like that in college anywhere. So. Yeah. But I mean, I, I still, man, I, I'm still, I'll take Miami with you. And later, they haven't, later. they haven't asked to do too much. I mean, Akhmed uh, there's ran the ball really well. Um, and, you know, that offense, the way they've kind of uh, protected Tua a little bit from really putting the game on his shoulder. So. Uh, I think this is another interesting spot. Plus, I mean, like you said, the hook isn't great. I know if we're just doing a pick them here, uh, you know, we're kind of stuck with it. But if you're betting this game, just buy the hook. And yeah, you'll be fine. You're right. 
Jets Chargers in uh, in in Los Angeles. Chargers laying nine and a half. Um, you know, my my rule and Mish's rule has always been Craig Mish from WagerAlarm.com with me. Uh, you know, has been don't take the Chargers when they are at home and a big favorite. They never ever cover. And uh, and and it's it, it's kind of true. We've seen it. We got burned by it, you know, early on, like three years ago, uh, and just kind of watched it happen. And it's a little unnerving, but dude, the Jets are just awful, awful, so bad. They did cover against New England, though. They did. I I mean, I just because I can't take the Chargers laying those points, I have to take the Jets with the points. I don't love it. But I mean, again, I really don't hate either as much as I hate what's, you know, the, what the Jets look like right now. Flacco, Crowder, Perriman. Uh, you know. there. If you believe the report, you know, that the Jets are actually going to let P. Ryan be like the back for 70 percent of the snaps like, uh, you know, that's huge. Plus, New York coming out of a bye as well, Howard. I'm, it feels dirty, but I'm going to take the nine and a half also with you. Yeah filthy filthy all right i don't um, like ever taking points on a team that's yet to win a game but <laughs> here here we are and here we are uh packers going to the colts uh colts are favored by two and a half this is one of those lines where uh we we kind of talk about we joke about the fact that when you look at a line you're like ah oh, i mean come on it's like the Packers getting two and a half against the Colts. Aaron Rodgers, what he does against Phillip Rivers and what he does. Like that's, you know, it just it's it's baiting you to take the Packers plus the points. Which means that the Colts are going to win this stupid game and probably cover the spread. I'm, I am going to be a sucker and, and take the points there. Two and a half. Um, I understand how good the Colts defense has looked this season. But they haven't really faced a good quarterback, really. Uh, and the one game where I guess you would say that maybe they did play a good quarterback uh, with Lamar Jackson, you know, they lost that game. So, um, you know, not that Lamar had anything really to do with it. You know, he, he ran for a touchdown. He only had 170 yards passing. But um I'm gonna go with the Packers here. I think I think Indy's gonna have themselves a hard time, you know, with this type of level of competition. I mean, this is their schedule: Jacksonville, you know, with, with Minshew, Kirk Cousins, the Jets, the Bears, the Browns, the Bengals, the Lions, lost the Ravens and the Titans. And you know, last week against the Titans, you know, we, we yeah we we thought maybe that they would uh, struggle a bit, but you know, Tannehill is not really you know a great quarterback. They stifled the run. Uh, you know, they're gonna have to deal with Adams, a returning Lazard. They have Aaron Jones. Aaron Adams Rodgers. missed practice on Thursday, too. Yeah, I mean, I saw that he he missed it with an ankle or was held out with an ankle, but it, it doesn't seem like it's uh, a, a huge concern. So I guess we'll have to wait and see how we get closer to Friday's practice report there. But, um, you know, they, they just need a Lazard to come back and be us and playing well. I'm gonna go with the Packers here. Like this, this is kind of a test for me. If if that defense is able to, to shut down this offense, then I'll I'll believe it. See, and I've actually I've been you know a huge proponent of the Colts defense all year long. Um, I'm gonna you know I I think the line looks fishy. 
uh, I will go against really what I should be looking at, and that is an offense that has, you know, I mean, can can the Colts stop uh, Aaron Jones? Yeah, I think they can. You know, we, we've seen, you know, Derrick Henry still rushed for 100 yards, just didn't get into the end zone. And it right. was just kind of like, I mean, it took him a while to, to kind of get there, and that just ate the clock, uh, which worked into the into the Colts' advantage too. So I think they could stop Aaron Jones, and you know, then it's you know, can the secondary hold up against Aaron Rodgers? Like you point out, they don't really, they haven't really faced any like really big quarterbacks. But yeah, I think that. So I think that fact. I think I'm still. This is going to be a situation where. What's been working for me in betting, I'm just going to stick with as opposed and and just kind of go against, you know, what my uh, my football breakdown or football analysis is kind of telling me. And I'll just take the Colts. And if I have to eat it on that, then I'll eat it on that. But, you know, this is this is what's been working for me when I see a line that, you know, just seems a little off, seems a little fishy, uh, you know, what it usually turns out and tells you to do. Right. So I'll just do that on the other side. Um, we're against each other there. Uh, Dallas, Minnesota. This is going to be, you know, <laughs> well, did you ever in a million years think that Minnesota was going to be a, a seven-point favorite over anybody, uh, let alone Dallas? Now, Dallas getting Andy Dalton back, yippee Kaye. I mean, this is, to me, this is Dalvin Cook versus Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I hate it. I hate the spread. I hate the the whole thing. I mean, I would probably just take Dallas and getting the points there because I just don't think that, you know, as great as Dalvin Cook's going to be, a lot of running is going to slow from both sides, going to slow down the pace of this game, could keep it low scoring. Yeah, I'm probably going to go with Dallas and the points too. Again, a team coming out of the bye, but it is kind of funny seeing sort of the reports like, oh, Dallas is getting Andy Dalton back. You know, it's better. I mean, did anybody watch that one game that Andy Dalton started? He was terrible. He was, <laughs> he was horrible. He horrible. was horrible. You know, like, uh, yeah, I guess he's an upgrade over Gilbert and, and Danucci. Fine. You know, but, you know, I don't I don't think they win this game, but I'll take the points. Seven points seems like a lot for Minnesota to cover here unless Dalvin just runs wild. Yeah. All right. So I think that's uh, that's kind of where we're at there. Uh, those are the uh, those are the day games. Uh, before we get to the the night game and Monday night football, just want to give a quick shout out to uh, our sponsor at Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS that you guys should be playing on. If you're not playing on it, you better get on it. And here's why. <laughs> Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. 
Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, John, let's uh, let's do it here. Kansas City against the Raiders in Las Vegas. Sunday night football. Raiders have like seven defensive players on uh, on the COVID reserve list, so they're not practicing with each other. But something tells me that they're all going to end up like you know tested negative. It's the contact. It's more about contact tracing than uh, than just feral. Clown How many feral. times the Raiders going to have an entire potential unit on on COVID IR this year? What's that? So how many times this year are the Raiders going to have like an entire either offense or defense go on COVID IR contact racing this year. I mean, Dude, Las Vegas is their home. Come on. It's, it's America's playground. It's probably a, just a Petri dish for COVID right now. <laughs> it's gotta be something. It's crazy that we're kind of contemplating uh, them being without an entire, was it offensive or defensive line this time? Offensive line against Tampa last time. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's not good. It's not good. Um, you know, listen, but the, the Raiders played, uh, the Chiefs real, real tough and beat them mm-hmm. the last time they played in Kansas City. So how is it here? We're looking at the Chiefs as such a, as an eight point favorite. Are we just saying that the Raiders got lucky last time? I mean, is that what we're looking at here? Or do we just say got to take the Raiders in the eight points for uh, for the home game here? If their defense is all out, then all bets are off. Forget that. Then I'll do then I'll do the Chiefs all day, every day. But. You know, with a, a healthy team here, I can't say that uh, it would upset me to take the Raiders and the points. Yeah, I'm going to go with with the, the Chiefs here coming off that bye. Yeah, uh, smart. The Raiders passing attack has really struggled lately. Um, you know, they, they've been fortunate, you know, that, that Josh Jacobs has really picked up the work for them. But, you know, this is a game where they're going to have to keep up with, uh, you know, with Mahomes and the Chiefs passing offense. Scoring wise, and if that and if the Raiders passing offense continues to struggle, you know, there's just no way they keep up. So knowing that they're coming off a bye, I feel confident in that uh with the game plan that they'll probably have uh to learn from their loss. And I'm gonna go ahead with the Chiefs here. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right, but I'll stick by my gut my uh my guns. You can there. change your mind, Howard. It's not too late. No, I can't do it, John. I have to. I have to just go with it. I'm not gonna let you talk me into something, please. What's my <laughs> name? Grande? <laughs> Finally, Monday Night Football, Tampa Bay hosting the Rams. Tampa is laying four points. Um, I mean, I, you know, I tell you, the Rams traveling back to Florida again. It wasn't too kind to them the first time around, right? When they played Miami, got slapped around. Now they're going back to Tampa Bay. Um, it makes me a little nervous on that front here. I might just take the Bucks and and lay the points, even though Tom Brady doesn't play as well at home as he does on the road. You know, Tom Brady has never played good in Florida, Howard. It's, uh, is that just what it is? He's just no good in the in the Sunshine State. I mean, his record in Miami while he was with New England, I think, was like a five hundred or not or losing right. It was you know one of his worst records there. So yeah, maybe the heat, the humidity uh, is getting to him. Um, you know, the Rams played well last week. That that defense is real. You know, like, that's the thing with the Rams. It's whether or not, like, the offense shows up. On the offense was a huge letdown uh, passing-wise last week. You know, Goff didn't nearly give us what we expected. They got three rushing touchdowns, which I don't think 
you're going to get against Tampa Bay. So, though, you know, Tom, like you said, struggled at home. I'm going to go ahead and still take Tampa. Um, I don't know how the Rams are going to travel. We thought that they would struggle when they came to Miami that game, and they did. They got blown out in that one. So, uh, I'm going to go Tampa here at home. All right. Well, there you go, guys. That's week 11 in a nutshell against the spread from John Impemba and Howard Bender. Thank you guys all very much for tuning in and uh, best of luck to you and all your bets. Check in with all of our stuff at wageralarm.com for all of our best bets in football that John throws out there. Um, and then, of course, obviously, if you uh, play DFS as well, well, we got everything for the NFL for you over at fantasyalarm.com. It's going to do it for us here tonight. For John and Pemba, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.